Welcome to the Impact Food Forum. We bring the food industries together from small producers, scientists, chefs, and corporations to create a better food future for all of us. Standing together, this global community will have a positive effect on the food industries and all the people involved. Welcome to the Impact Food Forum. So first question, obviously we've been talking about this, as I just said, with people all over the world. It's super interesting because you're from Russia. Oh, you're not from Russia, well, but you are in Russia. Russia yeah. Uh, yeah. You're an Aussie in Russia. Uh, what's the situation like in Russia? I mean, it's pretty much the same as, um, as everywhere else. The, all the restaurants are closed. Um, yeah, you still have a few restaurants that are trying to uh, do takeaway and things like that, but sort of each week they kind of dropping off and dropping off. So yeah, it's uh, everyone's everyone's inside. Um, yeah, they haven't. It's it's weird because I mean, you look at America for example, and it's like you know it's blowing up pretty badly. Um, and I have a feeling that Russia's like going to be a slow burn version of that if you know what i mean like it's uh we're starting to see like bigger numbers of people getting infected and blah 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 so it's probably going to be for a while i feel like the quarantine's going to be at least until the end of the year they're talking about not letting people in until you know the end of the year uh like the airport's shut and things like that so yeah i mean for me it basically means that uh i've had to i've had to change what what i was what i'm doing that's for sure to survive um but yeah it's 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 a ghost town. It's crazy. I mean, police patrolling the streets. Um, yeah, like the, the, the city center, which is usually packed, is uh, is it's, it's empty. And uh, yeah, everyone's stocked up on buckwheat and uh, tin food and headed out of the city into the forest. And they're all living in their what they call dutches and uh, yeah, with their family and uh, staying safe. You know, it's everyone's pretty aware of what's going on. Um, you know, they. It's it's they, they, to be honest. If there's one country that's done it before, it's it's Russia, right? When the, the Soviet Union collapsed, everyone everyone was fucking left without work and money and all that. So it's probably going to be the same version of that in uh, in, in six months' time. So who knows? But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a lot of. I think mean, time is the, the the main thing, which no one knows how long it's going to go for. You know, so how long can you go for? Well, it's funny. I've had to, uh, I've, I've, I've started cooking. Well, because the thing is, is that um, you have a lot of these, you have a lot of these sort of, uh, I mean, it's Russia, right? So nothing's always by the book. Um, so like our landlord and, you know, a lot of other landlords, uh, you know, what will happen is that if they find out that you are like doing takeaway or this, they'll charge you full price, you know? Um, so we've had to close the restaurant and all that, and uh, which means obviously no income. So I've started cooking uh, food out of my house, uh, like small amounts. You know, I do it. Uh, I do it Fridays and Saturdays. Uh, it's like 15 portions a night, and uh, I've just started doing like a like a big batch of frozen meals on uh, on Wednesday. And I kind of did it because number one, I was bored out of my mind. You know, it was like four days into quarantine. I'm like, oh fuck, you know, like what do I do? But, um, yeah, I mean, me and my girlfriend living together. So I figured it was, you know, I'm, I'm trying to cook, uh, you know, healthy food for her and for her and myself, you know, each, each night. So I was like, why not cook a little bit more, uh, and be able to sell it and then I can pay the rent. And, uh, and then at least I have nice, nice food to eat all week, you know, so it kind of made sense. And, uh, 
and it's funny, you know, now it's uh, where it's the fourth week of me doing it and it's starting to take a lot of traction. I'm actually looking into, uh, into finding a small preparation kitchen, like very small and, uh, and, and just completely changing my whole outlook on, on the situation. You know, it's, uh, it's funny. I mean, I, I never thought I would, I would be doing something like that, but uh, yeah, I mean, people need to eat. Uh, there's a lot of expats here in Russia, a lot of expats, and um, they're all on government jobs, which are still paying their money. Um, so I really, I found a, I found a great group of people uh, that are that are ordering each week, and as I said, each week is getting stronger and stronger. So I mean, I've gone from doing it out of uh, necessity, you know, to now looking at expanding a little bit more and uh, and and trying to maybe make something a business out of it. I mean, if it goes until the end of the year. Or into next year. I mean, who's to say what is going to happen when we get back together, when we, when everyone comes back together? You know, like I know for a fact people aren't going to trust each other. You know, like they're not going to they're not going to want to sit next to each other. So maybe some kind of like takeaway, um, frozen meals, fast food, convenient things. You know, to really capitalize on that. You know, that on people wanting to stay away from each other. You know, and 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 still. I mean, my my biggest my biggest. Uh, thing with cooking is always having that like connection with customers and uh and and here i'm able to do it on a personal level you know i can, I can cook the food i can drop it off to them obviously now i don't, can't do it to everybody but uh and i'm still building a you know like a, a cool uh, base of, of people that once this all blows over you know they'll they'll all want to come into the restaurant and, and continue on what we've done so yeah let's see i mean I'm, I'm okay right now i mean the only probably the only thing i would say that uh that of this situation is now because I'm at home and I've got a lot of time and, and it's my, my parents and my, my brother, you know, like they're not doing anything. They're at home back in Australia. So I'm just a little bit bummed on having this time, you know, I'd be like, wow, this is time we don't always have, you know, where we can just like spend time together. But in saying that, you know, we'd probably spend a week together and start fighting and then that would be it anyway. So. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, you seem like a very, energetic person always busy always keeping and you probably if if i if i know you're right you've probably been working like this for the past 20 years i mean it's so weird i always feel um not responsible but i i I always feel like i'm doing something wrong if i'm not doing anything you know there's like there's like two times of Two things of doing nothing. I mean, there's like the. I mean, if you're not going to do anything, you sleep all day because you're so tired, you know. Um, but once you do sleep, and then you like energize, you're like, okay, well, what am I doing now? You know, I'm not cooking. I'm not this. You know, like I'm sort of like you feel like you're misusing your time in a way. You know, you're so conditioned not to relax that when you do relax, you feel like you're, yeah, it's blasphemy or something. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. So so. How do you feel? Um, how do you feel emotionally? Emotionally by being isolated or in quarantine now? You know, it's funny. I, I, I mean, the funny thing is about when you're traveling a lot. I mean, I've I've spent the last ever since I left uh, I left Copenhagen. Uh, that was kind of the last place I really spent a lot of time, uh, which was what back in 2014, 15, and since then I've been traveling a lot um you know probably the longest i stayed in a place was back in australia for a year that was straight after where i kind of helped open a restaurant there but after i've been traveling by myself for so long i'm kind of used to it you know like um you get used to just being by yourself 
I I really fucking enjoy it. You know, it's where I get to my, it's where I think about most of my ideas. It's, you know, I can sit and chill and 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 do nothing. And I got my I'm with my living with my girlfriend, so yeah, it's not not the worst thing in the world being quarantined with a good looking Russian girl. But uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's. Uh, it's it's fine. I'm okay. I mean, it, to be honest, I'm looking at it as almost as, as an opportunity, you know, like everyone's getting down and all that. And I'm fortunate. I mean, my business, yes, my business, I'm not super financially connected into it. And, you know, uh, I don't have a lot of money on the line there, which is probably to my, my advantage, definitely. So I'm looking at the situation as to like what I can get out of it, you know, as opposed to sitting back and, uh, and just sort of writing it out. Like I'm thinking, well, you know, things happen everyone's put back on the same level now, you know, you don't have, there's not like big restaurateurs doing this and this and that, you know, it's, it's an opportunity to, if you want to be smart and, uh, and work a little bit, I mean, you can probably make something good out of it. You know, who knows? Maybe I'll walk away from fucking takeaway company that I didn't have before, but uh, you know, it's uh, it, it is, it is what it is. I mean, the only thing that that's bad is uh, I'm just worried about, uh, you know, it's, it's not yourself you worry about. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty fit, pretty healthy and, uh, but it's, you know, your friends and their families and things like that, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's probably the only, the only concerns that I have, you know, out of, out of this whole situation, my family, you know, hope you don't want them to get sick, obviously. So, uh, yeah, I mean, myself, I'm, I'm all right. Just another, another chapter, right. We'll probably look back on it in two years and be like, remember that time? Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I know what the worst case scenario for me is. The worst case scenario is definitely that we're going to get bumped 30 years back in time where uh, the restaurants that will open up and that will have money is the restaurant that doesn't invest in proper chefs, that doesn't invest in good produce. So we just end up mm. with a world for our children full of McDonald's and Wendy's. So that's kind of like the well, worst hope, case scenario not, for me. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. the worst case scenario for you uh, with this pandemic? You know, I feel like I, what I, well, the worst case scenario is that if they don't find a vaccine, that's number one worst case scenario, because if they find the vaccine, I feel like people will come back. Uh, but I think that it's the trusting to be around, you know, like, you know, you look at, look at the world and they're so separated in so many ways, you know, like could be like race or sex or blah, blah, blah. You know, that people can be so closed minded sometimes. And, uh, and now having this, you know, it's like the world is sort of getting to a point of openness, you know, you cross around, you have, you know, it's just, and uh, it's going to go, I don't know, I feel like we go back, people are going to be looking over the shoulder of each other and just not like uh, trusting your fellow man as, uh, as it was before, having that confidence, you know, and, uh, and with that, will you'll lose all these like magic restaurants, you know, and bars, you know, being in Russia, there's a lot of very cool restaurant bars, you know, where you come, you have good food, you have a little something to drink, you know, and you kind of all of a sudden you can walk away from there, like meeting five or six new people that you wouldn't have thought you'd done, you know. And and I feel like these kinds of places are going to be lost, you know, they're going to they're going to go out with uh, with the trust. So that's that's pretty bad. I think also, yeah, I mean, I I hope that you're not going to get. Um, you get like a, a bridge, you know, because as I said, there's still people now that are making money. There's still people that are working, you know, bankers, all this stuff. I mean, they're still making money. My friends, graphic designers, uh, there's people that are still working. The difference is they're working from home. You know, they're still going to have money and they still like eating at restaurants. So you're probably going to get a gap, which was happening 10 years ago where you have, yeah, you have your McDonald's, you have your like, your, your Chinese takeaway, you got this sort of stuff, but then you'll get this like, maybe like a, 
like a higher class restaurant, you know, and with that, you won't get a lot of, there's, there's a lot of food education now, you know, people are aware of food. I mean, when I started cooking, I, when I told my dad I was going to be a chef, he thought I was, you know, he didn't know what to say. He didn't talk to me for the day. <laughs> it was like, are you serious? And, you know, cause that's what it was. And, and then it was like these TV shows and, and all these sort of sort of, it started bring a little bit more awareness to, uh, to cooking, to food. And with that brought people out to eat at restaurants, you know, people, Sort of restaurants as you had to have money to do it and all of a sudden it wasn't the case and you've got all these great restaurants uh that are opening up that are that that are from these young uh you know adventurous chefs that you don't need a lot of money to to open this uh to this style of restaurant you know you're your middle of the class restaurant because there was an audience to do it there's a lot of chefs that, that that had the balls to go and do it you know um and now who knows i mean there's not going to be a lot of people with a lot of money to go and spend on restaurants, you know? So it's either like you have the money yet. You really have the money to do it or you don't. And so that a lot of that middle-class restaurants, they might fall off, you know, like, I mean, how many places are going to be able to recover from this? I mean, let's be serious. Like so many restaurants right now in insane amount of debt, because not only are they, okay, great. You can, you can scrap your, scrap the, the, the rent. Okay. For the government might, take the rent away. But if you have a ambitious restaurant refurbishment or you've got bills to pay for builders or anything, you know, like this money that isn't being made that you're, you know, you're, you're in a minus for, and then you open up again and you don't have a market to sell any food to. I mean, what's going to happen then, you know, like, so yeah, I mean, I don't really know what my worst, worst case scenario is because I feel like either way, once we come out of this, it's going to be pretty bleak. I mean, I'm, I feel like it's going to be very different anyway. So, I mean, worst, worst case, yeah, it would be something that you said if you're taken back 30 years and you've just got nothing, you know. I, I hope that that doesn't happen. Hope, but... Uh, what are your hopes, like then, uh, Tom? What, what are your hopes for, for the future? What are your hopes that we will learn from this, gain from this? Well, I, I feel like... I. I mean, it's it's funny because when you're on social media, you kind of get surrounded by your bubble, you know. But I really hope that uh, that the general public understands just how uh, how expensive and how ambitious and how how much risk it takes to open a restaurant, you know, just to open a business and to appreciate it more, you know. As like, there's a lot of these support your local your local places and this sort of stuff, you know, to to take that step up. And uh, and does it mean yeah, I had I read this interesting article the other day where they were talking about the fragility of uh, of restaurants and the reason why we're not going to recover is because uh, because we've been so competitive for so long that we've driven down our our like uh, profit percentage. You know, like if you look at other business owners in like carpentry or this and that, it's like ten to fifteen percent. Like your your cost of gears, or cost of goods sold. It's uh, you know you're making that much profit where it's in a restaurant where, where, because we're so, we're so competitive, you know, because we're just trying to meet the consumer's need. Uh, we're down to like 4%, you know, 4% profit for a business owner, which is just fucking nothing, you know, like, and I'd hope that after this, there's a little bit more awareness to what, you know, what, uh, yeah, what it costs to, to operate a restaurant, but also, uh, if restaurants increase their prices so that, you know, they can at least have, the first month's rent in their bank in case something happens, you know, like most restaurants don't even have that. That's how skint they are. 
that if the people have to increase their prices that the customers should be willing to pay it, you know? Um, I feel like, yeah, I think hopefully awareness would be the best outcome for this. Uh, awareness and support, you know, because the thing is, it's not just hospitality that's going through this. I mean, all creative industries right now are just suffering huge loss. Music, entertainment, fashion. I mean, we're not the only ones, but I mean, yeah, maybe maybe consumers for all these sort of places would understand that it's that you do this is what you pay for, you know, the people behind the scenes, not just the not just the brand and, and this sort of stuff. So yeah, I don't know, it's hard. It's uncertain territory. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. It reminds me I don't know if I sound like the oldest fart in the in the universe, but it reminds me of that old I don't know if it's a true story, but that Winston Churchill quote where they, uh, during uh, World War II, they asked him mm -hmm. to uh, to cut the arts funding, in which he replied, then what are we fighting for? Uh, it all, yeah. It's almost like it's the same right now that I talk with my wife about that. The industries that are taking the hardest blows are the industries that are giving color to life. Yeah, exactly. None of us want to sit here isolated, just watching Instagram or Netflix. It's, that's not. A, that's not. It's not even a life worth living. I think. No, not at so all. It's a shift in awareness, as you talked about. Um, but you, you seem like a positive spirit. Um, what, what, what are your positive thoughts about this? Well, I mean, number one, everyone gets to spend a little bit more extra time at home, right? Hopefully everybody's bags under their eyes have started to kind of, you know, go away. That'd be nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's like anything, right? You've got time. It's a, it's a time of reflection. You know, you don't always have to be. I've noticed, well, yeah, as I said, it's it's been, uh, I kind of got bored and restless and I wanted to keep, keep moving. But I have also had a lot of time to think uh you know about what my what my plans are what my moves are and not have to have something like you know that the restaurant going 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 and thinking about this you know i've had a clearer thoughts and uh i mean people getting to spend time with their their loved ones with their family you know uh, which is just doesn't never it ne never happens anymore you know you, everyone's so busy that doesn't matter what industry you're in uh so yeah i mean it's i think the, the most positive parts about this is people getting to stop for a second you know i know it's not what everybody wants and i know it's coming at the price of of restaurants and businesses and things like that but i you know maybe in maybe in hindsight it might be a, a positive thing you know because you know you can work every day of your life and all of a sudden when you die you're like fuck we didn't really get to think about this or spend time with that person or see that person and who knows maybe they get a few extra months to do it like that's it i'm a pretty now i always look at like the I'm a glass half full kind of guy, you know, and uh, it's not as if every single person in the world is dying from this thing. I know it's it's bad, and uh, but so you know, there's there's also other good things about it. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, as I said, it's 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 tricky because also I don't want <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone if I'm uh, if I'm looking at it as positive, and all of a sudden you get someone that can't afford to pay. No, I, I won't I won't edit you. Uh, I won't edit anything out that you don't. That you don't appreciate. I, I think. It, yeah. No. All good. That's all good. Yeah, I, was, but, uh, I, was, I mean. Yeah. I was. Um, my son, younger son, uh, he came. Uh, he came into me 
Uh, he, yeah, he came to me yesterday because he couldn't sleep. He's seven years old. Uh, and I said, okay, uh, I'll, sit, I'll sit beside you. Um, and then he put his head on the pillow and I could start feeling that sensation of my phone burning in my pocket. Mm, yeah. And I could might as well just, you know, check Instagram. And then I was just thinking about this whole situation, how we're getting, it seems like we're getting our priorities straight. Yeah, totally. What, what's more important right now? Just to take in this moment of my son lying next to me, trying to fall asleep, or to be watching fucking Charles Michel on Instagram. <laughs> it's crazy, right? It's, uh, it's, it's, so, it's so true. And uh, yeah, you really feel, I mean, this is why I almost missed the interview again, because I was just like working and going, I, I don't know, look at my phone anymore. I mean, I've been promoting, uh, I promote the, the, the takeaway stuff a bit on Instagram and all that, but I'm just trying to get rid of it, you know? And uh, yeah, I feel, it feels so much, feels so good to just not think about the phone, be a bit more, you hear all these yoga people and all the, they're always saying like, be in the, uh, what's the word they use, be in the present, you know? And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, definitely feels good for sure. Because yeah, I, I mean, everyone has it. It's this crazy thing. You just have to, when you sit down, it's like you're already reaching in your pocket. Well, for what am I reaching in my pocket for, you know? like. I'm still using it too much, but, uh, but yeah, it's so true. You know, it's, uh, you get people, everyone's getting these, these crazy moments that they otherwise wouldn't have. Because yeah, I mean, even when you, even when you do get to sit down with your son or whatever, if you're working still, yeah, everything's still going, you know, you just, you, your mind's elsewhere, you know, it's, uh, it's so hard to just be like, Whoosh. so. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you get back, when the world gets back running, What's the first thing you're going to be focusing on, you think? Well, look, I mean, I... So the thing is, just before, just before we... Um, before this whole corona thing happened, I was, uh, I was basically looking at leaving my restaurant anyway. Um, yeah, we'd been open for a while. I mean, it was because it was... Uh, I mean, I'd opened it, my business partner. It just was, we were just having disagreements and it was going on a different different avenue you know we have a really cool cocktail bar upstairs and and it started to become a little bit more focused on the, the the crowd of people coming up there which was taking away from the people coming to the restaurant downstairs because they didn't it was a bit a younger crowd and a bit partying and this so I wanted to focus more on a restaurant and uh, so I mean I was I'd, I'd found the investor found all the stuff and uh, yeah I mean we were looking at opening uh, we were looking at opening and um, when this all this all this happens so i mean when we come back the big focus is to is to look into it, obviously the business plan can't be exactly the same you know um what are we going to do about it what are we going to offer um yeah i mean that would be the biggest the biggest one is to be like once i mean because once we once it stops i mean i want to hit the ground running you know like i want to be you know use it use it use the time to to set it up so as soon as we come back we're we're straight back into it and uh and yeah hopefully with a with a nice restaurant maybe yeah obviously not the restaurant that's going to be uh that we i had focused more on having a restaurant that was you know like more dinner focused on this but just with the general consensus of people you know i'm feeling like maybe we want might want to do something smaller more focused on on breakfast I love baking. I love ba I love things like that. And also, you can like take a coffee and a pastry and this sort of stuff. And 
and try I want to really want to think of something like a unique kind of concept for that you know how can use the creativity in that way opposed to like trying to create dishes all the time sort of create something that's uh for the consumer you know like what how they want to how they can ha still get a like an amazing product but have it where they're comfortable uh you know but and still be everyone's going to be fucking going crazy in a month you know everyone's getting cabin fever now so they want to be outside how can i give them the product where they don't have to be inside their house eating it you know because they don't have to be but you know they're not going to all want to be in sitting inside either so yeah trying to work out something like that i mean obviously yeah, breakfast is a bit more su breakfast lunch is a bit more suited to that than than the sort of lunch dinner. Um, and uh, and 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 sort of build on that. Maybe take the next step from what I'm doing now and uh, and 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 sort of evolving that into a restaurant, uh, into into a sort of a more like into a bricks and mortar situation. And then once we get the trust back, once we get it back, you know, then look at at opening the the, the restaurant, you know, and and go for it like that. I mean. I, I feel like you, if you're going to, yeah, if you want to go back into it and 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 think that things are going to be like the way they were, then it's that you're going to be your own worst enemy. In it, you know, I think everyone needs to accept that it's not going to be the same. And unfortunately, with all these restaurants that you know that that are high-end fine dining, tasting menu only formats, this sort of stuff. I mean, it's going to be a small market for it, but what's going to be the what's going to be that step and that's what i really want to i'm super focused on on trying to find that you know what will be the next style of dining you know because we've all seen it we've all we've all we've all seen what what we've had you know the casual you know informal fine dining blah 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 but what's going to be the next one which uh which is going to be appropriate for what's happening you know so that's what i'm i guess looking forward to the most when we come back is really trying to nail that you know and be one of the first to nail it you know and uh and really do something unique and uh and interesting so yeah uh I, I, we're done but i just have one one last comment um have you because you're talking about restaurant concepts and, and i've been thinking about the same thing isn't it funny if you noticed how japan is working uh if you put it in in this perspective so karaoke that's in an isolated box they go into the separate rooms you have running sushi you don't have any contact with any waiters you just order them on the ipad it comes on a on a on a conveyor belt and yeah. you have people sitting in small boxes it's it's all uh, aligned with this way of thinking that we want to, uh, <laughs> already do it. Yeah, yeah we want we want to 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 enjoy ourselves but we just don't want to be close to each other it's really, really interesting that they've been doing this for years, and I don't know if it's yeah. because of, of of they've they've had a history of uh, pandemics or ep epidemics, but surely something about even the way that they they, they greet each other, they, they don't go hi, they go hello, you know. <laughs> so it's just it's, it's. I mean, I never thought about it, and you know, it's really funny because uh, two of my best mates are like um, they went they've uh, working over in your uh, with Freeble and that so. I speak to them, you know, every week and uh, they were one of the last countries to go quarantine. I mean, we were well, we were well and truly into our quarantine. I mean, for what I gathered, most of the world was and they were still working. They were still serving food, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, I guess now that you say it, I mean, it's so true. But but in saying that as well, look at like, uh, look at the, the subway. Fucking hell, imagine that if someone had it in there, everyone's pushing each other onto the, the trains and that. I mean, 
that's pretty psycho. That's why I was worried about Russia because we've got a similar system here. The, the metro system is just so busy. Uh, it's very beautiful, but it's uh, it's insanely busy. And uh, yeah, I was like, fucking hell, if it gets down there, well, it just takes a few people to really start kicking it along. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I was I mean, thinking that's about, it for sure. I I, um, I only cook over open fire. We live here in, in the Swedish forest, as I told you. So yeah. all, my, all my cooking is done outside. And I was thinking if I were to open up a restaurant right now, it would just be a restaurant with like 15, 20 pavilions or even small tents. And then you'll just couple up people in those pavilions. And I'll be doing the cooking over fire. That way they will be together, but they will be separate and they will get to be mm. outside. So they wouldn't feel that they're constrained within a, a small room. So they, they, I, I think something along that line of thought could be yeah for sure yeah. i really like that i was even thinking yeah with uh yeah, like inside you know having your um same thing but like uh like booth seats um you know uh pierre gagné mm -hmm. sketch in london the toilet yeah. those eggs yeah. <laughs> imagine having them like triple or, or, or quadruple the size and then just have this big warehouse full of these eggs and then have people sitting in there eating Something like that. I know it's just—it's just so. I mean, it's so crazy when you think about it. I mean, you, that's, that's, that's what I said. I mean, you're gonna see some. You're gonna see some. It's gonna be taken in a very crazy direction when we come back. And uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised you see this kind of stuff. You know, like big boots or like, uh, you know, even like you have. Yeah, as I said, like you have your you, you you like separate little bench seats, but having some sort of like overhead ventilation, which just like refilters your own air you know you like you can you can hear your voice get sucked up there you know like i don't know like maybe you can even be smoking uh, again then i mean fuck maybe you know who knows like <laughs> korean barbecue style right yeah all like, right thank korean you for your barbecue. time Tom. i mean that's, that's good, so. yeah of course of course my pleasure i hope you're safe and um, yeah if there's anything you need don't hesitate to reach out no all take right. care bye cheers bye